0: Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you all so much for the many, many things you've already poured upon us this day. So many blessings. And now the blessed opportunity to get back into your word. Help us now as we do that. As We pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Have your treasures in heaven. Build things up there that's going to last for eternity. Not focus on things down here. Most people have their attention on the present or in the future of their lives here, building up things, stockhouses, storehouses, stashes, bank accounts, savings accounts of some sort, treasures, looking forward to using them later or needing them for later, but we might not have it later. We know the Lord teaches us that our life down here is like a vapor, just here and gone. Don't know when you're going to be called out of here. What are you going to leave behind and who's going to have it and what are they going to do with it? So, if you focus on having the things that the Lord really tells us is of great value, and that is the treasures in heaven, as He teaches us in Matthew chapter nineteen, we'll turn over there and verse sixteen we see an individual here that the Lord's encountering in Matthew chapter nineteen and verse sixteen and behold, one came and And said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Now this life he's speaking of is eternal life. He saith unto him, Which? Jesus said, thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, all these things have I kept from my youth up, what lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, if thou wilt be perfect... Go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. But when a young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. His treasure was here. His focus was on what things were in this world, not on what things were in the future of the world to come, eternal life. And we need to know that the Lord focused on two great commandments over in chapter 22 in verse 37. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So when you fulfill those two, you will also be fulfilling the others that the Lord mentioned where he said, thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. If you have the kind of love that He wants us to have, then we're not going to be murdering, we're not going to be committing adultery, we're not going to dishonor, we're not going to steal. So it's all under those two great ones. So you can focus on those two great ones. But this young man that he first mentioned over here in chapter 19 had not done the first great commandment. He had not put God number one in his life. The number one thing, the God for him was his possessions, was his wealth. Therefore, he was failing in the greatest of the commandments. But we got to know that salvation itself is not through the fulfillment of the commandments that we get salvation. Salvation comes by a gift that the Lord has paid for and is holding out for us to receive. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses people well know where it reads, "...for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God." Not of works, lest any man should boast. Like we were speaking of last week about those that are proud. It's not of something that we do. It's not our effort that saves us. It's the Lord's effort that has saved us. We merely need to accept His finished work. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Unto good works. He has altered us. He's changed us. we become a new creature in Christ and allows us to be a part of His work. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Ordained us. Sanctified us. Specifically has a task available for all of us to perform. Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh who are called the uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That's where we started from. Started as sinners, we become adopted into the family Become part of His workmanship, allowed to be able to do a work for Him, allows us not demands us, doesn't command us that we have to do such work, but allows us to do such work. Over back over in Matthew chapter six, further teaches us here about where to lay up our treasures and where to focus on. In Matthew chapter six, picking it up in verse nineteen. "...lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth." Like this young man that we started out reading about had done. His wealth was on this earth. "...lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doeth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doeth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal." For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The young man we started speaking about there, his heart was in his treasures on this earth. We're not, they were not in heaven, they were on this earth. So that's where his whole focus was. But we need to focus on next step. This is just basic training. This is the first step going on to the next one we we'll are turn back to Psalms. We see the Psalm of David here. We can look around and see the glory of the creation. The value of that as well. In Psalm chapter 19. reads, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoicing as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yet, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. And in keeping of them there is great reward. Great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. That's what we need to be doing is to get cleansed from the secret faults that are within us. The things that we kind of tuck away as being their own private little secret that you do that you know is ungodly but yet you tell you to do it we got to pray to the lord get rid of that clean it up who can understand his errors cleanse thou me from secret faults keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins let them not have dominion over me then shall i be upright and i shall be innocent from the great transgression Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. So, the Word of God, the law, His statutes, His commandments, to love God with all your existence, love others as yourself, is more precious than the gold and the silver and the honey and the so forth that He's saying there. And to focus on that, to get cleaned up so that we can be the kind of vessel that he wants, to be the kind of instrument that he can then give a task to do to bring honor and glory to him. Not to try to work our way into heaven, no, but to bring honor and glory to the Lord through all of it. And then back into Psalm 18, verses 20 through 24, the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. Notice, we get rewarded according to our righteousness. You've got to be careful with this attitude of self-righteousness because we of ourselves are like filthy rags. But when we trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost comes into us. He blankets us with the righteousness of Jesus Christ, allowing us to be able to do a work of righteousness. And then, therefore, that work of righteousness counts as something to get a reward for. The Lord... "...reward me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also upright before him, and I kept myself from mine iniquity." Therefore hath the Lord recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in His eyesight. So the things that we do are all being looked at. Everything that we do is going to be judged. Everything that we say, everything that we do, every thought that we have, the Lord knows He looks at that. rewards us according to our devotion and dedication to pleasing Him. Proverbs 11, verse 18. The wicked worketh a deceitful work, but to him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. So when we sow righteousness, we are going to receive a sure reward. A reward for the work that we do for the Lord. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 26 and 27, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? That's what is really of true great value is your eternity, your soul, your life force that is within you. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of His Father with His angels, and then He shall reward every man according to His works. So we know there's a day of accountability coming. We know there's a day of reward coming as well. So we need to look forward to the judgments. We've got to really be anxiously awaiting the time when the Lord can look at everything that we've done. Be ready for that. Be excited about that. Not be cowering in fear and wondering, "Uh uh-oh, I'm going to be held accountable now. What have I done that I didn't get taken care of? Well, if you stay prayed up, you don't have to worry about it. You can be excited all the way to your grave all the way to the rapture, whatever it may be. So be prayed up, ask for forgiveness, because he tells us if we ask for forgiveness, he's going to give us the forgiveness and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So do that very thing. So as it says in Peter, we can be found without spot and blameless. Come that moment when it comes the day of accountability. Over in 1 Corinthians in chapter 3, we'll turn over there, some more here concerning a reward it's interesting the way Paul describes them here as being a, a workmanship of craft, you might say. Paul was kind of a builder. He manufactured or crafted tents for people. So in that he hands-on work so he could relate to things and foundations, even preparing a place to set that tent. And here he teaches us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, picking up verse 9, for we are laborers together with God. Note how he says together with God. Not we are laborers of God, but with God. It isn't that he sends us out on our own and say, okay, you go do that. No, it says, come with me, let's go do this. And that's the awesome difference. For we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation another buildeth thereon, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. For if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble, for every man's work shall be made manifest. Everything that we've done is going to be looked at. Our work basically means everything that you have said, everything that you have participated in, every thought that you have had, every effort that you have made, every task that you have completed or failed to complete, Everything. Our entire life. That is our work. It isn't that you have to get out here and grab a shovel and start digging some ditches. That is a type of work, yes. But you just going out. The smile on your face. The way that you interact with others. That is your work as well. The thoughts that you have. The things that you read. The things that you say. That is part of your work. Every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it. And that's Judgment day when everything's going to be looked at because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. It's going to be tested by fire, burned into fire you might say it's just not a literal fire and then we're all tossed in it and see who survives that's not what it is. It's it's all that's intensity that intense inspection of what you have accomplished. If any man's work abide which he shall he have built thereupon he shall receive a reward. And that's what we've got to look forward to. That reward. Will you receive a reward for your life? If any man's work shall be burned he shall suffer loss but he himself shall be saved yet so as by fire. It's awesome that he also lets us know that even if we kind of blew it, messed up, started getting off onto the tangent there, off to like, okay, I want to do all this because it brings honor to me, it brings glory to me, it brings profit to me, and not really thinking about what you were doing for the Lord, just about what you were doing for yourself. All the gratitude of people that that you have helped and assisted that made you feel good. It wasn't that you pointed it to the Lord. The profit that you made he, you built treasures down here in your so opposed work for the Lord, and that got burned up. But the things you did were truly for the Lord. That's the gold, the silver, the precious stones. That's going to be preserved, and you're going to receive another reward for that. That is beyond salvation itself, which is the free gift that comes to us. That's what he's saying there about how that we will be saved. Verse 15, If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. That's loss of the potential rewards that you could have had. Always think about what's next for Christians. Most people just think about going to heaven. And that's it. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to be with the Lord. I'm going to be with my loved ones for eternity in heaven. That's a simplistic attitude to take. Our next stage from here is going to be to go to heaven in paradise for a while. How long? We don't know. But after that, when we get to come down with the Lord for the millennial period, a thousand years to rule and reign with Jesus Christ, another thousand years to build up gold, silver, and precious stones in service for the Lord, and then rolling that over in the eternal state with the new heaven, the new earth. Beautiful Jerusalem coming down and lighted upon the new earth. So from here, bounce up to heaven for a while. Unless we get raptured first, you're still going to go up to heaven for a while. But then you're coming down with the Lord a thousand years, ruling with, reigning with Him during the millennial period. And then taking all that, rolling it over into the eternal state and in the brand new heaven, the brand new earth for eternity. What are we going to be doing for eternity is going to be termined, determined by what you have done in this realm and in what you take over into the millennial period and what you do in that thousand years and enrolling rolling all that over into the eternal state. So like I say, this is just basic training. This is boot camp. This is our one step in a big journey ahead of us as Christians. So much more ahead of us. Exciting. Give you goosebumps. Okay, back over here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 9-15. through That 15 is a big one there. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So some of those folks that you know, that have been very devoted and dedicated Christians, that have somehow or another slipped away, that have been discouraged, been drawn away by the deceivers, or been drawn away by some event that took place in their life that pulled them away from service. They're still part of the family if they were truly born again. And even though they might be burning up some of their rewards, they're still part of the family. The wrath of God can come upon the children of disobedience, yes, but they're still part of the family and will be able to see them later in heaven if they were ever truly born again. Because we can all think of, and probably thinking of right now, some people that were at one time good, God-glorifying Christians. But now they're not showing it. They're not walking the pathway of faith. They've gone back into the worldly ways, gone back into the substance abuse or verbal abuse or physical abuse or stealing or whatever. They've gone back into that. You think, well, how can they do that? How can they truly do that if they've ever known the Lord? Well, some of them have gotten to that point where even though they are born-again Christians, they have become disobedient children. And you can see that in their lives as the wrath of God comes upon them, as as they start losing their health, as they start losing their wealth, as they start losing their relationship with others. They Their families split up and they break up. They have problems... Financially, they have problems in their job. They have problems physically. They have all this stuff that comes upon them because they've messed up. They've done something wrong and the wrath of God's come upon them. But there's also things like that that come upon righteous people. There's things that come upon righteous people that you can't really understand. Why? I didn't do this, Lord. Why is this happening to me? Well, those we got to also be thankful for because He tells us to be thankful for all things. Even those, because some of those things that come upon us, and we might be thinking as the wrath of God or attitude adjustment or a, a chastisement, are actually doors of opportunity for us. We might not want to go into those doors of opportunity to serve the Lord in that way, but yet those are places for us to enter in and serve the Lord through our sufferings, through our pain, through our anguish, and still be able to glorify God through that. That's an awesome testimony. It might be your labor that is available to you. It might be your ordination to go through this realm suffering, but yet still praising the Lord. You're going to receive great rewards for that. So hang on for the ride. Sometimes it's a pretty rough ride. But always give all the honor, all the glory to the Lord. Always give thanks to the Lord for everything that He's done for us, everything that He gives us the opportunity to do, even As it is sometimes, suffer. Because there are opportunities in suffering to bring honor and glory to the Lord. And it's hard sometimes, yes. Very hard in some people's situations to always be praising the Lord. But that's what He tells us to do. Constantly be praying, constantly be thanking the Lord and hang on for the ride. It's a tough ride sometimes. And know through that process that you are building rewards, that you are going to be able to roll over into the millennial period and then over into the eternal state. Great treasure in heaven, not treasures down here. So keep our eyes on the eternal. Keep our eyes on what's going on later, not what's going on now. Because the Lord tells us in Revelation chapter 22, Verse 12, and behold, I come quickly. That means suddenly without you knowing when it's going to happen. He's coming and He's coming quickly. And my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. That reward prepared individually for each of us because we all have a separate ordination, a separate pathway to be on. Sometimes we are together on a pathway, but we are still working separately because we're going to be judged separately for what we have done. And rewarded according. Read that again. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. Every man according to his work shall be. And that's awesome that He does that for us. So what we need to do over in Second John Verse 8, look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought. We've got to make sure that we don't go burning up the things we've already built up. Because we can build up rewards and then do things that cause us to lose some of the things that we have done. Suffering the loss. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought. But that we receive a full reward full reward got to look at that pile that the lord has intended for us and look at the pile that we have achieved did we get it right up there even with what the lord had in mind for us or did we not make it because some of it was burned up and it didn't get put on the good pile so do everything to bring honor and glory to the lord every thought that you have every emotion that you even feel needs to be directed to bring honor and glory to the lord And that is challenging, yes. But that is what we are supposed to do. So do the two great commandments that he emphasized. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And we know that there is great treasure in heaven for those that follow these two commandments. And we can hear those words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the free gift of salvation that you have available to all of us that will come up and receive it. And yet even beyond that, you have offered us rewards in addition to salvation things that we can't even comprehend and and how amazing they are going to be that we will be blessed with for eternity. We thank you all so much for that and help all of us keep our eyes on those treasures that we can build up to be with you and enjoy them for eternity. Thank you once again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.